What is good, y'all? It is your boy, Jonathan Dumas, and this is Highly Visible and a Little Misunderstood. Welcome back. Uh, so excited to be with y'all again. I hope you've been enjoying this series, Entrepreneuring While BIPOC. We have a few more to go. Some fabulous, fabulous people. And speaking of fabulous people, I hope y'all enjoyed my fabulous friend, Grace Young Foster, who is the founder of the Inclusion Initiative, doing incredible work uh, for alumni out of the foster care system, providing some resources, support, community, all those things um, with that. And if you haven't checked that out yet, just yet, I encourage you to do that. Episode 79 um, with Grace Young Foster. This week, I am sitting down with the incredible Crystal Pope, who does things in fashion, social media, and combining those things together, particularly for wellness professionals. So I'm really excited for us to dive into this one because I think her her business and what she does is so needed. Caring for those who care for others. I'm just like so pumped for y'all to check, um, listen and tune into that. But before we do that, I just want to talk about the podcast, logistical things of different ways to support the show and for you to get a little free something, something in the mail. So first things first, you can support us financially, right? This thing ain't free. I say it often. It really isn't. Um, I, as much as I love this show, it costs money to run it. And so if you've loved the show, enjoyed the show, get something out of the show, uh, you can support us financially, right? And the first th- way to do that is a monthly uh, Patreon subscription. Uh, that is, um, you support us monthly. There's a $3 tier, $5 tier, and a $10 tier. That's one way to support us. The second way is to do a uh, single donation, which is our coffee pages. Both of those links are in the show notes. Second thing is you can join our email list. And the email list is where we're going to start sending out. We're going to start a blog next year. You're going to be the first to know what's going on with the show. Um, And the first 100 people to sign up will get a sticker. So I'm going to keep saying this every week or every episode until those are gone. Um, We're just about halfway through. So if y'all are like, oh, man, like it's whatever. No, sign up with the email list. It's in the show notes. I'll send you a free sticker. So there's that. And finally, if you haven't already, you know, subscribe to the show, review the show, share the show, um, share your favorite episode. What have you liked so far? What have you been vibing with so far in this series? I want to know. We want to know. Yeah, and we read all those. So that is everything I have for you. There's no highly visible story of the week. Since I'm dropping two episodes this week, I'm going to skip that and I have something prepared for Thursday when an episode drops. Uh, But until then... Uh, let's go ahead and dive into this conversation with Crystal. Crystal, thank you so much for being on the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing. Um, I'm doing pretty good. I'm going. I'm doing a um, a caffeine break right now, so you know I'm getting used to my natural my natural energy. <laughs> Yo, I feel that. I've definitely um, done that before. I'm actually like experiment, not experimenting. I'm doing some like medication right now um Mm -hmm. and then i'm also like trying juices and whatnot so like lion's mane um bio mersa biomerca anyways and i'm trying like juices that are supposed to help with like maintaining energy in replacement Mm -hmm. of coffee um so i've tried this thing called um uh magic mind which is really helpful and then i've also Magic magic mind mind oh okay yeah yeah so it's it's been really helpful um shout out them i have you know a a special code if you want to use that um and then also um and then also i have uh yeah tried to make my own it does not taste as good as the magic mind i'll say that (laughs) 
I feel when you get when you're first starting to do those kind of things, like it seems simple enough, right? It's like, oh, it's juice, it's it's these natural ingredients, but then it's just like vegetarian meals. Like I love going to restaurants and stuff and having them make it and then I make my own and they just don't yep. always come out. <laughs> like I, Yep, they don't like hit I the expected. same. Yeah. Yeah, they don't like, hit the same. What is this? What is Why this? does that quinoa spinach um power herb, you know, yeah. strawberry salad hit at the restaurant, but I come home, I make it. <laughs> it just tastes like dirt. Like, mm, I don't understand. <laughs> trying to get something yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, so I'm really excited to have you on. I know that like how we met was just like a lot of the people that are coming on um, recently. We met in Carissa Begonia's um, like Ready to Leap program, which is now shout out like Ready to um, Leap uh, to Leap Liberation. Liberation. Yeah. Yes. Um, and so uh, anybody that's interested in that program, I also have a code to hop into that. I'm a referral code to hop into that. But anyways, I um, I wanted to yeah, like we've connected through there in that same cohort doing the thing. Um, but would love for you to like kind of share your own story of who you are um, and what you do because I know it, but I would love for um, all the highly visible folks out there to 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 know what you do as well. Yeah, yeah, um, that's a big a big question. Um, but I guess kind of like in a little in a little short form, um, my name is Crystal Pope. Um, I was born and raised in St. Louis, Missouri, but I now reside in sunny San Diego. I've uh, been out here in SoCal for um, nine years now, so really blessed nice. um, to have that opportunity. Um, I am, I like to call myself a creative force. Um, I wear mm. many fabulous hats. Um, I'm a stylist. I am a strategist and I'm a personal vibe catcher. And yeah, I'm just all about um, helping wellness entrepreneurs, especially um, BIPOC women in wellness, just really amplify their authentic vibes, help them show up as themselves, both um, online and offline. So that way people can experience them um, even before, you know, they um, step into one of their workshops, go to one of their speeches and things of that nature. Yeah, I love this. I love that, like creative force, like describing yourself as a creative force, because I think when we think about like creativity, um, mm -hmm. I've kind of shaken the mold of like, what is a creative uh, mm -hmm. a while ago? Because I used to think it was like oh, somebody who can write really well or somebody who can, you know, uh, do music or something like that or, or mm -hmm. draw or something like that. But creativity is just like so broad. It's so big. And I, I love how you discuss like creative force. How did you land on like describing yourself, coming, showing up in the world as creative, like a creative force? Um. Shout out Chat GPT. No, uh, <laughs> I have been. <laughs> I love so on top of being creative, I'm very much a um, what do you call it? Uh, a tech girly. Like I love tech. I love trying out all the 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 things and stuff. Um, that's a whole uh, another thing that we'll probably get into later. Just my obsession with fashion tech um, that has mm. led me to just so many new things and opportunities in my life from pursuing um, just two things that are very, um, um, I'm very passionate about fashion technology. Um, so uh, with that, anyway, uh, I was playing around with different things uh, with chat and chat GPT. And like, mm -hmm. I will say like, I still have a background, I have a strong background. I've been doing like um, social media management and online community management for since like 2016. So mm -hmm. I have a lot of kind of knowledge around like 
copywriting and just kind of like, and also it's me, right? I know my own like voice. So I went through mm. a bunch of different iterations, kind of telling it like, cause I do a lot of different things and just kind of getting, and then it was like kind of a nugget in there from something else. And I was like, ah, yes, that like, you know, yeah. that really um, resonated with me. Uh, so I was like, I definitely got to pull that into the, into the bio. Yeah. I love that too. Yeah. 100%. Cause like creative force, I feel like it gives, I don't know, like, uh, the image that I get is like this tidal wave almost, but not in like a, not in like a aggressive sense or whatever, but not it's just like, like I can help. Like, it's just like, yeah. it's a force. It's a force. Yeah. Um, you show up, it's, it's real, it's there. And like, you can't stop it. You just, it, it, it is like, it is, it is what it is. And you gonna you're going to see this, you're going to feel this, you're going to yeah. realize it. I love it. And I love that too, because it kind of helps me, my own self kind of really step into that power more because I've, um, I think I talked about that in um, one of our sessions with um, Carissa, just feeling, I used to feel a lot of insecurity around um, having so many talents, um, having yeah. so many things that I like to do and like to help people with. Um, and it just kind of reminded me, but that's like a good thing, right? Because when mm -hmm. um, I work with people and they're like, they have this and this, and I'm able to really like put the pieces together and really just like aid in a unique way because I do have these different talents. I do have these different perspectives. Yeah. Hell yeah. I love that. <laughs> you better step into that force. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> oh gosh. Um, something I actually meant to ask you for somebody who is like, I think more visibly a creative, um, and stepping into your own creativity. What is it for you? Like, how would you describe creativity for other folks that are like really curious about it um, or don't believe that they're creative themselves? Mm. Like, what would you describe that as? That is a great question. Cause I do believe that, um, like I said, some people are, are creative, but they may not even realize it because like, like you said of like our definition perhaps um, of creativity from those around us. And so I would say, like, I was just thinking about something like people were asking me the other day, they're like, how do you find about all these events or these groups and things like that? And I was trying to explain how I do that. And I was like, oh, even that is a creative way to approach things, right? Like you can have yep. a creative approach to things of mm -hmm. like, you know, and when I, and I guess when I think about it, I think it's like one is something that's, that's most likely like unique to you. Like it's how you are interpreting stuff like we are I feel like we are um, naturally creative in our own ways is about acknowledging what that what that is especially like you have the quote-unquote majority doing things one way but you see things a different way like that's creative um, mm -hmm. and I think a creative may also be just something just like different again like doing something a little different um, whether that is actual um, skill, whether that's enhancing another skill, like I said, enhancing, like you may have a different approach to networking versus someone else. And then you have the more um, usual way that people think of creativity is like actual art form, some type of art form or something like that. But uh, I would just say, kind of think about, I think something that's helped is just kind of like, you have to think about like what people are saying to you, what people are coming to you for, because mm. I, I realize that it's like sometimes when things are so natural, you don't even recognize it as a, as a gift because yeah. it's just your day to day. Right. So you don't realize like when I started um, styling, uh, I started doing market research um, when I decided I wanted to do it, like beyond my family, friends and loved ones. And I really, it was like kind of mind blowing. Cause I was like, Oh, 
not everyone likes to do this or not everyone or this is challenging for me. And it was just like, because to me, and I was like, people were just like, oh my, I would just love for someone to take this off my plate. And I'm just like, it was just interesting because for me, mm. something that was just like, like breathing, right? To other people, mm-hmm. it can be so much more challenging and they can see that as being creative because because it's something that they may um, lack the the skills or knowledge behind when I'm just like, oh, I just do, do, do kind of thing. You just do it. I And that's, that is really good um, way and perspective of thinking about it. Cause I was just talking to somebody the other day and um, we were talking about, um, shout out Elijah, um, say um, we, uh, I was talking to somebody who had attended a like coaching hour that we did. And we were, we got asked about mm-hmm. like niching down and like, mm-hmm. Should we niche down? Should we pare down? You know, should we really identify that thing? And um, he said to me uh, that like it could be good because like you can get really good at this one thing. Um, mm-hmm. And um, and I asked him because he was coming to me to like host a podcast for him, and I'm like, dog, you can host this. I don't need to do this for you. Like you got all the skills and everything like that. And the question I asked him about was like, he was like, I was like, who are you? Who are you talking to? Like, who's your audience? Um, and he's like, I don't know. I actually, I, I, I don't know. And I'm like, wait a minute. Like, it, it, and he was conflicted because he, he wanted to talk to these people because he's like, I want this thing to make money eventually. And mm-hmm. I'm like, cool. But like, who do you actually want to talk to? Because like, you don't know. And he didn't like even consider of like those people. Hold on, I'm gonna get there. Hold on, I'm gonna get there. I'm gonna restart because like that's, I, I literally lost track and then I found it halfway through. ADHD. All right, there it is. So I love what you say about that too, Crystal, because I was, interestingly enough, shout out Elijah, me and Elijah led a coaching hour and a friend of mine um, had attended and we ended up meeting a meeting up um, the other day. And we were talking about this, um, a podcast idea that he wanted to do. And originally he wanted me to host it. And I'm like, dog, I, first of all, I don't have time. (laughs) And second of all, like you host it, like you do it. Um, Mm -hmm. And as we talked about it a little bit more, I, um, uh, I asked him like, all right, dope. This is a great idea. Like, who are you talking to? And he didn't know. And then I said, mm-hmm. you know, like, that's like a very great first step to like figure out more specifically your show. Um, like, ask ask that question. Like, why should these people come to you? Who do you want to talk to? Who do you want to interact with? And, and it's going to be like super, super easy. And like, I relate that to what you're saying too, because it's sometimes we discount ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. Like this dude like was able to easily... Um, easily map out a show, come up with the 10 topics that he wants to talk about, um, came up with an amazing like show idea, like he's visioning all this other stuff. Like when it came down to executing part, like who am I going to talk to do that part? Mm -hmm. Like he was already shutting himself down. He's like, I can't host it. Like I'm gonna have somebody else do that. And I'm like, bro, like you, everything gets outlined right there. Like, why don't you like step and lean into that? Um, And sometimes it really comes into the question of like, you know, who am I going to talk to? What are the parts that are easy to me? What, what are the parts mm-hmm. that might like feel like natural and stuff like that? So I, I love that idea of just like, it's just almost like breathing. It almost, it almost comes to And then it just comes to the, the execution part. Um, I'm going to cut that out altogether because like, that's not even the real, real reason why I wanted to share that. I'm sorry. Hold on. I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. I usually don't do this, but I'm recording an episode. Can I make you right. nervous? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, it's the point that you made is the reason why I like, I think I keep messing up on this and I might keep this in this part right here. The reason Mm -hmm. why I think I keep messing up on this is because what you said about like the thing that is easiest for you um, and lean into the thing that's easiest for you. The reason why I bring up my, my friend that I talked to the other day is because like 
um, is like all of the stuff that he developed was easy, mm. but like the sharing it with the world was the hard part. And mm-hmm. I feel like that's the that's the difficulty that sometimes like creative folks that don't realize that they're creative, or don't even realize their talent, mm-hmm. or don't realize like the world needs this is like they discredit themselves before they even like try it. Mm-hmm. And so like the part that that gets me is, and even with my own work as a coach um, that I'm starting to realize is like, I, I will come up with excuses as to why I can't do it and other people can. Um, mm-hmm. Like I'm not qualified to be this, you know, black millennial coach because like I internalized so much internal um, anti-blackness and like for a good amount of time, um, but I don't know. I don't think I'm necessarily qualified to do that. When mm-hmm. I have conversation with folks, I talk with folks, particularly black folks, and they're like, I resonate so deeply with what you're sharing. Do you coach? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's just, um, it's just like we discredit ourselves so often. And I think when we lean into that thing that feels easy to us, and then the next step is like share it with the world, like do that thing that like even makes you nervous. And I think sometimes people discredit their creativity be- mm-hmm. because they don't see themselves as creative or they don't think their idea is valid or whatever. Um, but why not try it? Be that creative force. You feel me? I mean, it really comes down to, like I said, that self-belief because you can have a bunch of people telling you, but until it sinks in for you, mm-hmm. it, 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 is, it may not, you know, it may not matter. Sometimes it can. Sometimes you can have people influence you and they're just like, you're just like you said, like your friend, like just do it anyway. But I was having that push, but, and even that, right. That can come from so many things. It can come from like, maybe the people that they're around, they don't value. Like I had experience with that. Like i the other reason like coming out of like that that belief is like when I started doing so and I was just listening to a podcast episode and it talked about it too because I'm like I know I'm not crazy when I first started doing mm-hmm. social media management like I had to convince people that it even mattered to be on social mm-hmm. that it even mattered to kind of show up online because it was a lot of people mm-hmm. that was used to brick and mortar which is fine and there's a place for everything but it wasn't really valued so I always had to like fight to kind of communicate that value instead of like, I didn't even think about looking for people who already understood that value at the time. I was trying mm. to like help people. Cause I'm like, Oh, you can do all of this. And I'm like, all you gotta do is this, like, let me help you. And they did, but it was also like a lot of, um, in the early days, a lot of that, uh, struggle of like convincing and, 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 and trying to sell it and try to let them know why it matters. Um, until I actually start doing it and they can see why it matters. Right. Um, so that can be a thing, even for me, like with fashion, it's like, it was always something that's like, okay, that's something that, you know, you do on the side. That's something that you, you, um, you know, do, you know, later, like, or that's not going to be good enough. Like that's, that has been like a lot of that has, has came throughout my child. Cause I've, I've been interested in fashion for a long, long time. Just, I just can't help myself. I just, I love it. I especially love accessories. You see, I got my oranges, the purse, like the I, oranges, love, I love, the, yes. love, love, love oh, accessories. No. <laughs> yeah. It's, all of it's given the whole style. Everything's <laughs> given right now, Krista. Come on now. <laughs> Thank you. But I realized that I was internalizing so many other people's um, opinions about that, about mm-hmm. you can't really make money in fashion. You can't do and it wasn't until I started doing, you know, my own research. And it's like, oh, there's so many roles in fashion. There's so many things that you can do. And then being around people who also valued it. And it was just like, oh, okay. Like, and and, and like you said, it's it just not necessarily like people aren't necessarily trying to do you harm, whether that's your parents or your friends and family. They just may not get it. 
And sometimes you yeah, have to yeah. go to a place that people get it. Just like when us as entrepreneurs, right? We, we try to find us a place that people who get it. So we don't always have to like explain it and we could just be in a, a um, in a, in a word, a safe space that like it's already known, you know, it's like, oh, this is what we're going through. This is why we're doing it. Yes, it may be tough sometime. We're going to complain, but it's because, but we still want to do, we still have this vision and we still want to um, make this vision come to life. Yeah. And that's such a good point. It's like, I, I remember when I was just first ideating my like consulting and I didn't even know I wanted to be a coach. I didn't, I, I didn't know I wanted to start my own firm. I didn't know any of that, but I just remember like I had this idea of doing DEI consulting for companies. Like I actually even wasn't surrounded. I thought it was like so new, like DEI, leadership development, um, all that stuff. I didn't realize that that was already a thing, you know, when I mm-hmm. first was looking into this like 10 years ago. But um, but I remember telling some folks and they just, they're like, wow, that's niche. And, I'm, and I just, I, I will never forget that, like that, that phrase right there. It, it mm-hmm. always like rings in my ear so, so much of like, I don't know why it undercuts me so like so much. I, I don't know why it bothers me so bad. Like you to say like that is so niche. But mm-hmm. I was literally talking to people that one, to your point, didn't get it. Like they don't understand. And you're probably not my target audience anyways, right? Like, and mm-hmm. that was another thing I was telling my friend. It's like you're gonna expend so much extra energy talking to an audience that these are people that you don't even want to talk to, right? Um, like they you wouldn't work with them anyways. And um, instead of talking to the people in this podcast that I'm encouraging you to do yourself <laughs> and not me, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it'll be it'll come off so much more authentic, so much more you, so easier, like breathing um, when you find your people. Um, and also when you like try it anyways. And I think that there's an extra level of courage to like when you feel that or see that or somebody tells you that and they don't get it to like do it anyways. And then even mm-hmm. to find your people too yeah. it's it's really really hard to to do that and I just I don't know I've just I just never let go of the idea of like being a consultant I never let go of the idea of like working with teams developing fo- like I never let go of that idea I knew it was necessary I knew it was possible mm-hmm. um I didn't know how it was gonna work um but I feel like you know okay. said that is entrepreneurial life like I don't know how it's gonna <laughs> work but it's a whole big <laughs> experiment but yeah, yeah but I love that I love that point of like finding your people that are are going to encourage you and like that get it, that know, like, this is mm-hmm. just one big ass experiment. <laughs> you're just gonna have to figure it out. Um, and they get the fact that you're experimenting. So just keep going. So one more thing, I just want a, a potential challenge, because I always think about that too, of like the, your audience, right? And I really think that it kind of depends on the, um, what I want to say, the experience or what you already have of like, a lot of people like, it is good. Of course, it's obviously it's very good to know who you're talking to, who your audience is. Mm-hmm. But I do also mm-hmm. understand that like when if you're new to something, that it can be really hard identifying that. And I like to look at it as another way as well as like, like you said, put the stuff out there because that's how people are going to, if you, especially if it's like something creative, personally creative, something kind of more focused on you, because if you put that out there, then, you know, people might find it and then you can start to um, then find out who, like, who is attracted to this? Like, who, mm-hmm. who, who am I attracting with this? So I think that's another yeah, approach. Sure. I don't think it works with everything, but I think yeah. for um, some things it can. And also like mm-hmm. kind of throwing out that wider net at first. Like when I first started doing social media management, 
I did it for everyone. Like I, yeah. I worked for restaurants, I worked for um, fitness, I worked for tech. I worked, I did all kinds of things. But with that, that kind of helped me real. That that's what helped me realize like who do I truly want to serve, who do I truly want to work with. And it was when I started working more with people in like self care and the wellness industry that I was like, oh mm. yes this like this feels this feels more much more easeful this feels much more yeah. purposeful but i don't know if i would have been as clear on that if i hadn't had some of those other experiences that's actually you know what that's a really really good point and it's significantly more nuanced too because you really don't know and and it's okay that you don't know like if if somebody were to say like who who do you want to work with and they just say like i don't know right? Then it would be good to just like experiment, try it out and just, you know, pull a crystal, just like cast a wider net and then like narrow it down. Cause you really, you really, really don't know. You might actually be, you might actually just be like down to like support the restaurant industry and like, that's your bread and butter. And you like really, really love it. And you thought in the beginning that you were going to do education mm-hmm. and you were like, no, I'm good. Like mm-hmm. that's, a, that's such a really, really good point. Um, yeah, I but like there, that. there is I like a time a and place yeah. to niche, though. Still, there is a time and place. Absolutely. But sometimes in Absolutely. that um, beginning stages, I, people make it like stuck or feel so intimidating that they don't know. Mm-hmm. But it's like you can find out, and like you said, experiment. And that's a big part of entrepreneurship. Like you got to figure, you got to be okay with experimenting and okay with like things not working out <laughs> as you want. Yeah. And being yeah, like, all yeah. right, pick my face up and, and yeah. <laughs> just do it again again. oh my gosh i think that's the biggest misconception right um with like being an entrepreneur a business owner like there's these people that literally you know go on social media and put on this big old front about like what it's like to be a a business owner and they're like you can make a million dollars blah 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 doing this just with a laptop and i'm like dog i feel like there's like about 20 steps you just (laughs) you skipped over um before i hit a million because like that's (laughs) There's a lot of steps you just skipped mm-hmm. over. Um, and it's like, are you like, how did you like, how did you get there? And like, well, I'll you buy my course, I'll tell you how to get there. I'm like, what kind of like predatory marketing is that? So but um, but the um, but I think that they're yeah, they hype it up, but like the the ends, the day-to-day, the ends that that goes into like being an entrepreneur, it, it, it's a lot of work because all decisions go to you. Um, yeah. all of your insecurities are gonna come up. That um, part. All of your, you're, you're going to be like incredibly vulnerable when you're like putting this thing out that you have literally been ideating and dreaming up and visioning and talking to like your close knit people. And then all of a sudden you put it out into the world and you got like five people buying and you're like, should I quit? Right. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's just like, it's not, it is like, I tell, um, who was I talking to? I was talking to somebody and I said, I would not have, hmm. I would not have found out about my ADHD if I did not become an entrepreneur. I would not have, mm. I would not have, um, I don't think I would have been this way in my own like marriage, my own relationship with my mm. wife, if I'd not become an entrepreneur. I don't think if there's so many different things that have come up in this journey um, that I found out about myself that I didn't even realize that I was like insecure about. Like I did not mm. even realize that like, that I had trouble with or, all these different things. And so I think it's so worth it, but I think we, I think there needs to be more honest dialogue around and more honest showing of what being an entrepreneur is, especially an entrepreneur of color um, mm-hmm. that I've experienced. And you were head nodding with me and amen in me. So I'm curious, you know, Crystal, first of all, like, why are you an entrepreneur? Like, why did you decide to like 
be a, a business owner and, and own your own thing? Um, <laughs> um, my husband said it's because I don't like authority, but... <laughs> My wife says the same thing. She said, you can't work for nobody else. It's like, look, I mean, that's the simple answer. <laughs> I ain't going to have you tell me, do, tell me what to do. This is stupid. <laughs> yes, I'm like, this is why would you do that? But I mean. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, man. It's so funny because I remember when he said that because we were looking at some video and then he was like, and he was just looking around like, what? Well, he was like, this is why you can't work for no one. You know, like, and I'm like, how is this authority? This is just da 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 da. And then he was like, yep, exactly. And I was like, okay. That's hilarious. But, but um, but seriously though, I I have always been a very like ambitious type of person. And I would come into these organizations and I would be like, oh, we should do, you know, and I would have all these ideas and like I guess I just tired of my ideas getting turned down and like in a way, I mean, I won't say I get it, but it's like, you know, when you're in a corporate or even like I come from a background, I worked in customer service, um, hotels, um, restaurant serving, just kind of um, all those kind of things for a good amount of time. Um, I'm not going to (laughs) say about 15 years. Okay. So I've been, I've been working since I was, since I was, I started working young y'all. So anyway, I've been doing that for a long time. <laughs> and so I've had a lot of experiences with people. And it's just like, I kind of got tired of it. And then like, I would see people in charge. And I'm just like, I would always feel like, oh, I feel like I could do. And I mean, I feel like I could do a better job. Right. And go, so go ahead. I was about to say, go ahead and say it, Crystal. I could do it better. I, yeah, go ahead yeah, and say it. Ain't and no I would be it. in amazement of, you know, these mediocre people doing things. And I'm like, well, why can't I do this? And I think one of the bigger turning points in, um, that was like, oh, I think that was, yeah, that's so crazy. Now that I think, I'm glad you brought this up because when I think about that, that was right before I started doing social media management. One of the biggest turning points, I was um, serving at this place. Uh, I had a really busy night. I made decent amount of money. I was tired, but like, and I always look so like at the end of the night, you'll get like a, a printout and it'll say like, this is how much sales you had. This is how much like food, beverage, blah, blah, blah. This is how much you brought in. This is how much you get. This is how much you got to pay out people, right? And so I was looking yeah, at yeah. it and I was like, okay, I was tired. I was like, it was a decent amount, but at the same time, it wasn't, you know, I always wanted more, but I was, for some reason, I really started focusing on how much I brought into the restaurant that day. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, mm-hmm. dang. And I compared that to what I got. And I was just like, yeah. dang. I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, man, I, and I'm so tired. And, my, and I was just like, this, I was just like, this ain't going to work. And so I think that was really kind of like the start. Like I've had like little moments in the past, entrepreneur moments where I would do things. But I think that really kind of started of like kind of do. And I didn't really think about it as entrepreneurship. So like later on, I went to another restaurant. Again, they were like, they were popping. They were really cool. They had a really cool vibe. Their social media sucked. I ain't going to name it, but their social media sucked. And I was just like, man, I want, I was like, I want to bring more people in. And I was like, and it's funny because I was that type of person. I was more of a lurker. Like I was on Instagram and stuff like that. Um, But I didn't really post a lot. My dad, he was really strict. So I didn't, I didn't really hop on the social media train too early. 
And um, but I, I liked it and I and I just always enjoyed it. I always enjoyed just seeing the connections, especially back then. It's like people were finding long lost friends and family and like mm-hmm. just all the good it was doing. And I was like, that's so cool. And so I was always very interested in how it worked. And I was like, I figure I can I can I can do this. So I talked to them, yep. worked out something, put out a whole PowerPoint was like presentation. Like this is what I can do. And it really took off. But again, I didn't really think about that as uh, entrepreneurship at the time. I thought of myself as still an employee, as a freelancer, which was fine. But it wasn't until really, like, I'll say the last year and a half, um, a little before I left my corporate position last year, that I had to be like, I'm still thinking as an employee, even though I'm like doing stuff on my own and things like that. I need to think as a business owner. I need to think as a CEO. And that's when yeah. things I feel like now I feel more so like an entrepreneur than ever before, because the way I'm thinking about my business is different. I'm thinking of myself as, you know, I am that person in charge. I'm not before I just always would cater to like, you know, and not that you don't want to cater to your client, but it was always like, again, I was acting like an employee, but being a 1099, you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. I, I, I wasn't, um, approaching it in a business matter, but yeah, mm-hmm. that's kind of what led me to, uh, want to be an entrepreneur. Um, I just have all these ideas and I was tired of getting them turned down and I'm like, I'm going to figure out how to make my own ideas come to life since other people don't want me to help with their own, um, businesses. <laughs> I, and you know what's so interesting is like folks with the define like that's that's such a the concept too now is like an entrepreneur somebody who like works for somebody mm-hmm. and then like mm-hmm. does those entrepreneurial things within an organization and like now businesses are starting to catch on of like oh I don't want to create mm-hmm. more competition are you going to create this idea for us and develop it do all that all right we'll pay you this money fund it whatever like bigger companies are doing that now yeah. but I resonate so deeply with like that realization Crystal where like the last position I had and I actually really liked my job and then COVID mm-hmm. happened but it's like I was managing to these two locations um for this company and like my home location was like a smaller one but my mm-hmm. revenue like portfolio was like $250,000 and I'm like all right and I'm like selling these these office spaces like selling them I'm like okay that's easy I just made you know whatever thousands of dollars whatever and then the, I took over another one which was I think over a million like mm-hmm. over a million the, the the square footage and all that stuff and so i'm taking not the square footage the uh revenue like digital. Okay. and so it's like a like almost a million and a half worth of revenue that i'm managing and i'm like and i'm closing the deals you know where folks are paying easily twenty thousand dollars a month and i'm like <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like I'm, I'm looking at my paycheck i'm like yeah i mean it's cool i'm i enjoy <laughs> this and it's fine but like i'm literally doing all of the work for you, you just bought the building. Like I'm doing everything for you. Like mm-hmm. event, um, like staff, like managing the construct, all this stuff. And y'all, and I'm only getting paid this much money. It did. It, it just the math wasn't math for me either. So um, yeah, I like doing all this work, and I just got tired of making all these people all this money with my my good ideas, like legitimately, mm-hmm. um, or my team's good ideas. I had a great team um, when I was managing those locations too. So yeah, I I feel that I feel that so much. Like I was tired of making people a lot more money than I was making. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so for, I think you, you talked about it a little bit earlier um, around kind of just, um, just the corporate spaces that you were in, the people that you were listening to or, or the people that you were trying to like convince and talk to and, and share this, the, your ideas with. Um, I'm curious uh, for you, like 
when you were sharing your ideas, when you were, you know, made that decision to make, uh, to make this change, like what was, what were some of those big things that were going through your mind as you were making this transition, um, as you're starting to share your idea and your entrepreneurial journey with folks? Like what were some of the things that were going through your head, um, as you were making this transition? Hmm. Um, that's kind of rough. So when I left my last corporate position, um, kind of similar to, I don't I'm not sure what happened, but similar to you, like I, I, I enjoyed my position before, um, COVID happened. Um, and it wasn't something I really loved. Um, but it also wasn't something I hated either. And mm-hmm. I had a pretty cool team and it was just like, it was for me, which was different. It was very neutral. And I was like, okay, I could do this and I can build what I want to build on the side while I'm doing this. Um, when COVID happened, a lot of things changed for me. Um, it was just, um, I was actually working two jobs, my corporate position, as well as at a restaurant um, still, but the restaurant had closed down and then I couldn't continue to work there because of the hours. It's like, okay, this is my full-time job. So I can't like do, you know, how what they needed me at that time and my team got completely changed around not necessarily because of COVID it just happened to be an org change at that same around that same amount of time so it was just Mm -hmm. so much going on and I'm like at first I was worried because I'm like all my friends in the service industry they wasn't sure what was going to happen but it was like I kind of needed that extra income too and I'm like Mm -hmm. I feel guilty for feeling bad. Like I still have a job. And then I went from that to like, mm-hmm. dang, you know, when people were in California, people were getting the unemployment and they're just kind of doing their life desires. And I'm like, okay, I'm at this job that I don't like, and I can't get out of it. Cause if I quit, I don't get unemployment, you know? So yep. it was yep. just like, it just turned into something. I don't ever like feeling like trapped. And I started to feel, um, um, in a trap space and I knew, I was like, okay, I want to get out of it. And at that time, I did have some people I was working with on the side. And I felt semi-optimistic, like, as I was leaving, because I was like, okay, I've done this before. Like, this wasn't the first time. And since 2016, I had been taking on clients here and there. I even had a, a stint where I worked solely for this startup. So, again, I, I really still had a employee mindset during that time. But in my mind, I was like, oh, I was on my own for a whole like year and a half. Like I could do this again. So in mm-hmm. a way it was good and, and bad. And we kind of talk about, it's like, even though we might see people and we're like, oh, we can do that better. And it's like, sometimes we don't know everything that's involved. So by this mm-hmm. point, um, 2022, um, February, 2022 is when I left my core position. At that point, I had already worked for several other startups, sometimes like startups as in like tight. Like sometimes I was the only employee. Sometimes I was like one out of like less than 10 employees. So Mm. it was very intimate experiences. And I got to like, see so much of the, of the business, see so much of, like you said, like people are figuring things out. And that was really helpful for me. Cause I was like, Oh, like people are literally just trying things out and figure and like having that perspective was so beneficial. Um, especially Mm. because a lot of people I worked with were people of color. So that made even more real for me. Cause I'm like, Oh, like they're doing this is not just this, you know, random white male who probably came from privilege. Like these are people that I could more so like relate to and like, wow, look at what they've built. Right. But now that I am, like I said, in my CEO um, era and my uh, thinking with that hat on, I'm like, there's so much more involved. Um, I don't, 
I don't think we got it on camera. We were talking about like just training people, getting people to help you. It's like it's like mm-hmm. you want people to help, but that's that's just where it starts. Like you got to find yep. them, you got to train them, you got to still like make sure everything's clicking after you do train them. And it's a, a peer. It's like that takes time and energy, and it's like I already don't have time and energy. So it's like yep. it's such a. Um, <laughs> It's such a uh, a journey and there's so many things that I didn't realize that was involved. But also, like, I noticed a lot of entrepreneur and people I look up to, they say, like, if they would have known all the things that was involved beforehand, they probably wouldn't have done it. So in a yeah. way, it's also <laughs> a blessing because I'm like, what? I got to do this and this and figure out this. Like you said, all the, the things that come up. Like if you and no one's perfect. And like I said, so many things you don't maybe you maybe you did realize or maybe you didn't realize about yourself that it's like you have to face it. You have to face it. Right. Like if you don't have good boundaries, if you're not like it's going to show up and it's going to wreck your business if you don't improve in certain areas of your life. So I would say just that transition, like I felt like I was maybe a little too cocky um, when I started and I, and I have a habit. I have a habit of doing, but it's like I mean I need that though. As I I need yeah. to be able to like oh, I'm just gonna you know do this thing and yep. and yep. have that faith and I mean I I mean it's 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 been rocky but I'm still here so there's that yep, that's um, right. <laughs> but um but yeah that's how I'll say like that transition it was um I started off just like I said a little little rocky because I was in a place that I really didn't want to be in and I had to kind of get out of that and then just like immediately start building because I didn't have any savings. I didn't have, I had a, a simple plan, but not a big plan. And then, mm-hmm. um, um, I don't know, that's a whole nother story. But then after that, I started having some life things, like literally like the next month or two came, that just kind of like completely put things to a stop for me. Um, mm-hmm. But um, as far as my business, um, I had someone pass away that was really close to me. Mm-hmm. And it just, sorry. Uh, the grief yeah. took me out. Trying to yeah. be creative, it just wasn't um, happening. Um, luckily, I... Mm-hmm still was working part-time um, um, with the restaurant I was at before, now that I wasn't at the my main job, just a couple hours, mm-hmm. something that can be like flexible. So I'm really grateful that I made that decision that helped me kind of leave corporate because I was like, okay, I have something coming in um, at yeah. least, and but not enough that way it can motivate me to do more. But um, in that period, I was able to pick up time and pick up things so that way I could um, get through that, uh, that period as I like grieved and... Um, went through uh went through that that change in my life yeah no uh thank you so much Shannon. i'm so sorry to hear that too because i'm yeah i in that same period yeah it's uh i yeah i lost somebody too, my mm-hmm. grandma during that time so i oh, definitely definitely resonate with that yeah. that yeah yeah um so i yeah i i love that you had like the experience to, like see it done not just like the entrepreneurship done by like other people of color right like you don't mm-hmm. just like it's it's different to see like white folks do it or like you know these dudes and they say like you know i you know i i built this thing from the ground up and i'm like when you peel back the layers you know i'm not some some of those white dudes you know they really did you know built it mm-hmm. in a garage you know in their mom's garage they were broke they were poor whatever but some of them they're talking about they built it from the ground up and you're like dog you <laughs> you didn't have to worry about loans you went to like stanford or harford or like an ivy league so like you have all these resources from that school um or like you have all these connections even if you like you didn't have all all this stuff like you have the connections because connections can be life-changing you're you're Mm -hmm. um, exposed to all this stuff like 
it was set up for you to like at least at least try this and do it well like and what we do know about the startup world uh, vc culture all that other stuff at least in tech you know literally women of color get less than one percent of funding from vcs that's a legitimate stat um uh like businesses uh, black, not black owned. Well, no, black owned businesses. This is a stat I heard in the last few weeks that like they tend to last longer than mm-hmm. a majority of other businesses um, owned by like white folks or whatever have you. Um, but it's because uh, black folks like the amount of um, sacrifice that they make to put into their business so they don't close it. Mm-hmm. So it's like when we talk about the longevity of black owned businesses, it's more so like um, they had to take out a second mortgage on their home. It is. Mm-hmm. Um, it is, they get a full-time job and they're like self-funding the business so they don't close the doors mm-hmm. or whatever, or so on and so forth. There's a lot of reasons as to why the longevity of that, when other businesses are just like, oh, it did work, you know, I'm gonna start another one. And oftentimes with startups, it's like literally, you know, the one that hits, it's like that second or third one or fourth one, um, where they're just like starting over and over and over again. So I, I love that you had an opportunity to see entrepreneurs of color do it, um, because it's just a wildly different experience for you just to mm-hmm. see <laughs> see somebody else do it. Um, what was, yeah, what is what was the significance of that experience for you? I know you touched on it a little bit, but I would love to hear a little bit more. Like, what was the significance of that for you? Um, like I said, it was, it was, it was great. And it was everything. Like, um, the person, I was really blessed. The person I worked with, and I won't, like I said, I won't completely, um, I'm not someone who like knocks corporate. I'm like, I feel like there's a role for everyone. Like I've had roles mm-hmm. that I actually enjoyed. Um, and some people, you know, they don't, you, they don't want all this risk <laughs> that comes with, with yeah. entrepreneurship. So I get no. it. But um, all I have to say is, cause that was actually my first corporate corporate position. Cause like I said, I worked in like hotels and stuff. So not very, it was still like loosey goosey mm-hmm. a little bit, like not as structured. That was, um, I worked in tech too, which actually worked out cause it was still like a little, not as stiff as like, I can imagine probably some, some office um, positions could be. But ah. um, the person I had worked with um, one of the um, um, startups, it was so great because they just, they came from a corporate, they came from tech. It was a, a tech startup. They came from corporate tech and I'm out and I'm realizing I didn't think about it. I just thought it was cool, but I'm like, oh, they took some things from that. So one of the things that they did is mm-hmm. they allocated time for me to like learn and to like, to do, um, to learn more things. And of course it was like semi-related to their business, but still I love learning. So I was like, oh crap, I get time to just get paid to learn about things so I can just be better in my job. Like I thought that was really cool. And like I said, now I'm, no, I'm like, oh, that's kind of how they do, you know, in like corporate and tech and like giving you those, that time and that, that, that spend to be able to do that. Um, but also yeah. like just developing, um, what do you want to say? Just developing your employees. And I was one of her um, first employees, but she Mm. felt um, just very adamant of like just employee development. And so I really appreciate that. And um, just like, like I said, at that point, um, just the closeness I was able to have just to see a lot of stuff behind the scenes of like, it was just like, you know, them doing something they thought they couldn't do. And then it happened and just being there when they're like, oh, wow, I didn't think that was going to work. And like, that was invaluable of like, oh, like, you know, like not only hearing, but seeing like they tried this thing, they wasn't sure what was going to happen. And then look, you know, look at what, what happened from them just trying, right. If they would have been like, oh, this is not going to work. I'm not going to do it. Then that outcome wouldn't have happened. Right. So Mm. that was just really, uh, just really cool to see. And um, I still like, 
look up at this even like how they try to help me just with my own of like being more confident and just how I talk and like so that was really cool of just having that experience of someone really um taking that what do you want to say taking that time and that interest to make sure that um I as an employee was um developing myself and that I you know understood learning new skills all that stuff like I thought that was fantastic that's dope. Yeah, I, I love that. And like the emphasis on like that employee development is like huge, right? Because like now everything you learn from that is like, I'm sure you're, you're putting it into your own business, but you also like helped the company when you were there. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, though, that's really, really cool. Uh, for you, as we are coming closer to like wrapping up, I'm, I'm curious for you, like um, values. And I know we talked about this in our, on our program with Carissa. It's like we, we, uh, our values. Um, came into play like you know as an entrepreneur of color like these things our identity like comes into play I'm curious for you like what role you know if at all did your do your values come into play does your identity come into play as as you're like navigating the world as an entrepreneur like what do they play a role at all um yes I would definitely say they play a role um when I think about values right um interesting um What's her name? Uh, Tony. I think it's Tony Jones. Um, she does like affirmational um, music. And um, I was just listening to one of her songs. It's called um, Your Worth Ethic. So not work, but mm. worth ethic. Mm. And in it, she kind of talks about, um, um, uh, oh, about instead of perfectionists, she's like, I'm not a perfectionist. I'm an excellence is or something like that well basically saying like you know like and that really like resonated to me because like I do I have I am like a recovering perfectionist or whatever you want to call it but Mm -hmm. when I heard that shit I'm like it's excellence like I always strive for excellence like even when I'm doing like I've I've worked jobs that I haven't really liked you know but I always feel especially like coming from that customer service background it's like do your job like do your job mm-hmm. and 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 make the people, you know, like people are coming, you're getting paid to this thing, at least in that moment, act like you care. And that's a big thing to me when people don't care. Like that really grinds mm-hmm. my gears when like, it's like, especially like when you're in a role that that's, that's the basis of the roles. And I would work with people and they're just like, oh, I hate people. And it's like, well, if you hate people so much, why would you do this? Like, why would you? Yeah, like, <laughs> like, your whole role, your whole role, your whole job is you're interacting with people. So, yeah. I mean, talk about values misalignment, dog. You need yeah. to move. <laughs> so it's like, I don't know. So that is really a big thing for me of like just providing, um, um, providing excellence to people is like, it sucks when you, you know, you pay for something and you don't get what you want. And obviously like there's skill level, there's things involved, but doing your best and really trying to, to your ability, even if things aren't going right, what can you do to make the best out of the situation? Um, And so that's a value that I, um, I hold dear. And I think that's helped me with just working with clients and just being like, I mean, I just started really bringing my brand online, like, again, a year and a half, two years ago, like everything was referrals Mm. for me. Everything was just me pitching myself to people because, um, my, um, work ethic or my work ethic, um, just kind of doing that. So that's a big part of like my values. It's just, like I said, just doing, um, a good job, not leaving people hanging, um, and communicating and things like that. So that's a big value. And then as far as like my identity, um, I would say it's influenced, it's, I feel like I approach, hmm, it's a big question. I'm like, how, it's so many things of like, just being a, a black 
woman, entrepreneur, there are so many things that I, I feel like I think about and I face of like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a wife. I got married in March and it's just like all these these things. I was talking um, to our friend Betty and Betty and we were like the, the shoulds. I was like, you know what? I realized the voices in my head, they're not no's. Like sometimes people have negative self-talking. It's like, no, you can't do this or you're not. Good. It's like for me it's like the shoulds. I feel like that's why I wasn't catching it for a long time. Cause it's like, I felt like I should, it's like, Oh, if you're, you know, you're this, then you should be doing this and not this. Like you're focusing too mm-hmm. much on work and not on home, you know? And so that has been some things that I've had to like uh, figure out and still figuring out of like, what's that um, balance or you've made um, done it more beautifully harmony. Right. What does that mm-hmm. look like to, cause that is part of me. Like I am, very family orientated, but I also am very, um, you know, entrepreneurial as well. Like I, both of those Mm -hmm. things bring me great, um, joy. So it's like, and they're a part of me. So how can I do both? Um, like I said, with my family, like I have, I have nieces, I have nephews and I want them to be able to understand that they can do whatever it is that they want to do. Um, and yes, it may take time. It may take some hard work, but they have, um, you know, valuable skills and talents and they don't have to wait for somebody to validate them to do that. So Mm -hmm. like that is part of my idea, just like trying to show up, um, so that way others can see that they can show too. Cause that's, that's what's helped me of me seeing others of like, Oh man, they're doing that. Like, okay, I can at least try to do, you know, even if it's not the same areas, like I can try to do this. I can, I've seen what they've done, what they've done. And, I want to get better at being more vulnerable on social media. I'm still trying to figure out what that looks like for me because for everyone is different. Some people, they want to tell everything, every little aspect of their life. And I'm like, yeah. that's not me. I'm kind of private. Yeah. But I- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, but it, I, I see how, you know, there's a, it's so weird. There's a line like Tabitha Brown is like one of my favorite people. Um, that's actually how oh, I, I learned about the these, these earrings. But, you know, she oh, is so okay. vulnerable but at the same time, I know like she's not sharing every single thing, but it, it kind of, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, how do you find out what that is for you? Um, and I'm mm-hmm. trying to figure out what that is for me because I have benefited so much for people from people sharing their stories of where they started and how maybe they didn't have anything or, you know, their bank account was in the negative. But like here they are, you know, a year later, just knowing that there is, um, you know, there are seasons and that mm-hmm. um, if you are doing what you're supposed. And I do believe it's like, you know, if you're doing what you're supposed to do, that things will work out. Maybe not how you want it to, or maybe how you expect Mm -hmm. it, but things will make a way. Um, And so I'm a big believer in that. So yeah, a little long winded to my, (laughs) to the question, but yeah, those are the values and just being um, a person um, of color, just wanting to be that inspiration, whether I meet someone or not, that's like, oh, gives them that like to keep, to keep going. Cause just imagine if people just did what it is that they truly cared about, right. That they, everybody has these talents and these gifts and whether that's being an entrepreneur or working in a role that you want to work at or whatever that is, or being a stay at home parent, like whatever that is, if people could really focus and believe that they could do what it is that they feel into the do, like people would be happier. You wouldn't have like, remember I went to the grocery store one day and I just needed help. And I was getting like, they were like scowling at me. They were so angry. And I'm just like, it's not like now you're putting all this bad energy <laughs> into the world. Yeah, like, it's not yeah. that serious. It's not that serious. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I guess like it's, it's harder to see that when you're in a certain mindset. So again, I had to do a lot of mindset work to realize it's like, I can do, um, 
the things that I love. Maybe it's in a certain capacity than others, but it's still able to do that. Because when you are, even if it's just a little bit, incorporating those things that you truly enjoy and want to do, everything else is better. Even if maybe you're working a job that you don't necessarily love, but it's like you reframe it like, oh, this is um, helping me do this thing that I do love. Maybe I won't make money from it and that's fine, but this is helping me do this. And that reframe can be everything. Yes. And I think that that's like at the heart of um, this new concept that I'm, that I'm really, that's at the heart of like my career coaching and even the facilitation that I do around like career joy. It's like, I have met people who, you know, shout out McDonald's because I remember my mom worked there when she had me and all that stuff. Like, yeah, but whatever. It's Evil Corp now, but it used to be great. Anyways, like, like I've met people at like McDonald's or like Trader Joe's or whatever, just like working like these, these jobs that like at society, at least in the U S like mm-hmm. we don't hold as, as a high value. Right. Um, but like, they have been so happy. They've been happier than the, you know, lawyer I've met or mm-hmm. the doctor I've met or any of those things. Like they have been like so happy and like connected with me, engaged with me in like such a real way that like, I'm like, there is something there where like you reframe it of just like, you can find joy mm-hmm. in in that that space of where you're at and like what does that look like for you and Mm -hmm. to your point about authenticity and vulnerability i've like started to even reframe that of like authenticity vulnerability um i used to tell people like you could just show up to work and be your full self it's like actually that's not every workplace is safe enough to do that um nor Mm -hmm. do i want to do that right so like how do i show up um in a way one that's safe for you or safe for me and then also like actual freedom is being able to show up as much as I, as, as much as I want to show up authentically, Mm -hmm. like as much as I want to show up as myself authentically and like be there. And like, I feel like that, uh, in relation to like career joy, like it, all of that is like the bedrock of like what career joy, um, can really, really be. So I I love that you share that because it's like, you know, there's these ideas of what vulnerability is, authenticity is, but it's just like, what does that look like for you? Um, how can you reframe your mind, um, in the situation that you're in? And not every entrepreneur works their entrepreneurial journey full time. Like it's, it's mm-hmm. different. You know what I'm saying? So uh, that's, that's really amazing. Um, yeah. I, and also it's a podcast. I love the scenic group crystal. So it's, it's great. <laughs> it's great. I love long winded answers. Um, well, we're closing up um, with our time here. Uh, thank you so much for everything you shared. I want to end our time with two things. The first thing is what are you excited to share with the world and how can, you know, we, um, as a pod community with the listeners, all that stuff, like support what you're doing, tap into what you're doing, all those things. Yeah. Um, I'm excited about a lot of things right now, which feels really good. Um, last night I just got done, um, doing a styling session, styling session for Francis Taylor, who is a San Diego fashion week, um, participant. So that was really cool. Uh, yeah, so I'm excited for those pictures and things to come out and start sharing that. But I'm really excited about just really owning and really um, emerging those passions that I have right around fashion, around marketing and around tech. So the last mm-hmm. part, I've, I've been slowly incorporating the different things and and just trying to see what's the best way to blend them. But I'm just like I said, I'm just out here experimenting. But um, as far as like how I showcase that. Um, I've been doing a good job of actually implementing it, but um, I think it was kind of a question earlier. It was like one of the things too of like, I didn't want to 
feel like I was all over the place or unclear. But the more I went into my power of like, this is just who I am and this mm-hmm. is valuable, then the le- I feel like the more clear it's coming just on its own because I'm not, I'm, I was telling myself, oh, it's going to be unclear and oh, people aren't going to get it and this and that. And now I'm like, I'm, I'm this, I'm not, um, taking ownership of none of that. I'm like, the people who are going to, who get it, who are meant to get it is going to get it. And then as it becomes bigger, you know, your vision, first you see it and then others eventually see it the more that you showcase it. So that's what I'm doing right now. It's just playing around with how I um, showcase my talents. Um, The main thing of that being my marketing style, um, flagship offer. So excited about that. Um, Really um, merging all of that together more with um, BIPOC women in wellness, whether they are um, speakers, whether they have a workshop that they're doing, whether they're doing like podcasts like this, right? And just really helping them show up and be um, styling them so they can be confident and comfy, um, you know, helping them create a strategy, not just for their style, but also mm-hmm. for their um, the event for their content and coming along for the ride as their personal vibe catcher. So that way they can create content with ease. Like I truly believe content should be created with ease. And it's like, you're already doing it. You're already, you know, speaking, you're already um, showcasing your talents like, let's capture that and um, be able to use that to attract even more people who maybe haven't worked with you yet. So, um, and I just love the idea, too, of just being able to pour back into these women who are pouring into so many other people. The people I work with, they're like, they're Reiki uh, masters, they're sound healers, they're yogis, and they're literally putting so much energy into others. And this is a very... Um, luxurious service so that way they can get poured back into at the same time like increasing their visibility and increasing their business and their bottom line i love that that's that's so dope see this is why i wanted you on the show so you can highlight that because like <laughs> i feel like that's so needed and i don't know yeah i'm i'm really haven't i don't know i haven't come across anybody that's like giving to that like demographic so that's so that's so so mm-hmm. sick and i've i've started to like um, engage with that a whole lot more wellness space and all that stuff just for my own, you know, own fulfillment. Cause DI work mm-hmm. ain't easy and being a coach is not easy. Uh, so it's exhausting. <laughs> um, so, um, so I, I love that. Um, so thank you so much, Crystal, like shout out y'all. Um, I'm going to put all of the, the, your links, all that stuff in the show notes. Um, but where are you most active? Where can people tap in with what you're doing, follow you, so on and so forth. Um, I really want to make sure that folks capture that as well. Yeah, for sure. So right now, um, I'm most active, I would say, on LinkedIn and um, Instagram, though I am like building up my YouTube channel. But basically, I'm crystal to geeked um, everywhere. That's crystal with a C, C-R-Y-S-T-A-L-T-O-O-G-E-E-K-D. Um, crystal to geeked on um, all the things. Um, again, I love social media. So I'm on all the platforms. But those are the top three that I say my focus is on right now. Um, and the same, um, if you want to just learn about what I'm currently up to, my um, current offerings, whether that's around strategy, whether that's around um, content uh, repurposing, or whether that's around styling, all that can be found on my main website, uh, crystal2geek.com. Again, pretty easy, pretty simple to um, to remember. But yeah, that's that's where they can check me out. That is what's up. All right. Well, y'all, this is Crystal. Crystal, thank you so much for coming through. Really, really appreciate you. Um, and a little behind the scenes, Kurt, y'all, I was having some technical stuff. <laughs> so Crystal was riding with me. So I appreciate you, Crystal. This is, this is so dope. Thank you. 
No, thank you for having me. Um, really honored. Thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, y'all. Peace.